हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम बैक टू योर फेवरेट पॉडकास्ट नॉलेज बियॉन्ड कॉलेज विद योर होस्ट्स ऋत्विक एंड तरुण टुडे वी हैव विद अस मिस्टर संपानंदा मिश्रा हु इज द डायरेक्टर ऑफ श्री ओरोबिंदो फाउंडेशन फॉर इंडियन कल्चर इन पुडुचेरी ही इज अ स्कॉलर इन संस्कृत एंड हेल्प्स टुवर्ड्स एप्रिसिएशन एंड प्रिजर्वेशन ऑफ वैदिक कल्चर एंड टुडे ही इज हियर विद अस टू शेयर अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स अबाउट our ancient culture about sanskrit not just as a language but as an experience he will tell us the importance and relevance of sanskrit even in the 21st century and i think today's episode is going to be really deep and i hope you guys enjoyed and if you haven't yet subscribed to our podcast go ahead and hit that subscribe button you are listening to the kbc podcast where we believe passion lives forever each week we interview guests from different fields to know their story and learn from their mistakes we take inspiration from them and provide our audience immense value if this sounds interesting subscribe to our podcast knowledge beyond college so sir we have seen your videos and searched about you on internet and we got to know that you are very passionate about sanskrit so we would like to start by asking you how did you develop this love for sanskrit and i'm happy that uh, you all decided to have this uh, podcast with me yeah and uh, this is indeed the question which is always asked to me right in the beginning the same answer uh, i give anyone who asks me is that right from my childhood there was a beautiful environment of sanskrit at home so we belong to a small uh, village and uh, all the members in the village all houses every family is a uh, brahmin family mm. and we have our uh, village temple and then we have our kula devata and uh, in my family and in the entire village i can tell you that every family head is a priest so okay. there is a sanskrit environment and most of uh, uh, our village uh, children they study sanskrit so uh, sanskrit is encouraged very much so that was uh, one of the reasons that why um, love for the language love for our culture our tradition it was there of course it was a bit uh, orthodox kind of thing long back now things have changed situation have changed what i realized later that we need to come back from that orthodoxy and uh, that orthodox mindset and then remain open to new ideas uh, new thoughts there has to be this openness and uh, whatever we do it should not be some mechanical ritual kind of thing but we must try to understand why certain ritual is performed with a deeper understanding with a deeper devotion and sincerity when we perform something any activity of life so that gives us much result you know like when i myself grew up in my spiritual uh, sadhana mm-hmm. so it is uh, 
indeed i mean the language sanskrit has a lot to contribute mm-hmm. towards our inner growth so it reminds us always who we are if we are approaching it rightly if we have the right attitude towards learning it speaking it promoting it not by being biased just glorifying the language right uh, not just trying to uh, you know see and uh, say that you know like we are great sanskrit is great merely saying this it doesn't carry any value unless and until why this civilization why this culture why this language is great or became great what are the different qualities what are the different personalities if we consider it as a living entity so like what are the different dimensions of the personality of sanskrit that we need to realize we need to see and then we need to live that greatness in our life mm, so like your glorification near being the past whatever is written in sanskrit whatever is written in the past shastras they are great there may be there may be you know like some truth in it but it is not the total truth mm. so one has to be discriminative enough what is good what is bad or what is right or what is not right anything which helps us in our inner progress inner growth if we are consciously leading our life so that is right mm-hmm. anything which hampers which hindrances our inner growth our true growth not the outer external material growth but the inner growth how my mind is opening how my heart is opening how my inner growth is happening how much i am in contact with my real self so that should be the purpose of our life and when we set this goal and then organize every aspect of our life around this goal then we see that how relevant is this language how much it helps us in that inner growth which is the true education which is the true growth which is the true relevance and true greatness unless and until one does this inner uh, you know inner practice and then inner preparation uh, merely studying the sanskrit from academic point of view or merely studying it as a subject so it one doesn't realize the subtle force of it the subtle nuances of it and the real force the spirit the original spirit of it and uh, doesn't experience it it's so much you know like ananda it gives and its mantric force its rhythmic value it's so brilliantly fashioned structure so it looks wonderful scientific logical magical and it gives us that joy because it is immensely creative language it triggers our creative energy but one thing i repeatedly say which i have i myself have been following that the language has to be used consciously each and every word has to be understood properly and used properly so many people say that oh how can you question the ancient seers and sages mm, right right okay that's again you know like whatever the seers and sages have said we just take it blindly mm. 
is not like that with the it is not the right respect because they never expected if your child grows and then asks you certain you know real questions raises questions about your own scholarship or whatever you have done will you feel happy or unhappy about it the same way like our seers and sages our forefathers whatever they have done if we can look forward based on their spiritual force and wisdom if we grow we outgrow they will feel happy yeah that is how we pay the runa right. it is not by blindly following that means you know like it's like i am living on my father's money so that is what has happened for a long time where people don't realize and they just you know not do anything just blindly accept repeat the same thing like a parrot like moron they have hardly understood right what is truly there what is the true intent of it so they have never applied it to their mind right. so for the sake of saying many people say so many things just quote just bring something so my education right from the beginning has been because my grandfather was a very orthodox brahmin he initiated me to this uh, tradition he initiated me to the vedic learning he initiated me to the tantric uh, vision he initiated me to the language but he had little openness he used to question everything like if we are following certain things we should know why are we following it and then how should we follow it how rightly we should follow it so that had remained with me that has remained with me till date so uh, we look at whatever we do whatever we say if we are not applying it to our own life then we should not speak about it sanskritam is something like it is like uh, you know the very uh, in every breath i'm living this language i feel the rhythm of it i feel the force of it mm. so beautiful so magical so mantic so majestic and i am not glorifying it because this is what i am experiencing it and you ask me to give examples like right. hundreds of examples more than these examples like how much we really feel the force of this language whatever is there behind the world so mm-hmm. each and every word makes so much of sense have had so much of sense and so it it is as if you know like if you uh, dive deep into a particular word in sanskrit and especially there are some key words if you you know try to uh, explore or dig deep you will find that there is a whole world behind that word yeah so much of you know rich experience right. it carries that makes the language really great and it is so living true one can almost you know like feel that living presence the living force of this language and then one becomes convinced that these words images and the description similes metaphors whatever the ancient seers and sages who truly lived the language yeah so one becomes convinced that the ideas which are represented by these words these words are not just lifeless representative of the ideas they themselves are the living entities they carry right. in them the holistic essence of 
whatever they are referring to so that is where the greatness of this language lies and then its relevance will remain always for ages together so its relevance will always be there because it speaks of something it carries within it certain universal truths certain universal force which is eternal so therefore this language is an eternal language it deals with anything which is universal anything which is eternal and brings out the force of that through its own own uh, own way that was a really in depth and uh, heavy and intense answer and uh, we got to know little bit about your journey towards liking sanskrit and in the course you also answered my second question which i was going to ask which was what is the relevance and importance of sanskrit in today's world especially when it is barely spoken in india so yeah you also answered that one so the next question which i would like to ask you is now that we have got to know the importance relevance and other things about sanskrit language but how can you convince a youngster to take interest in sanskrit and start learning the language and not just learn the language merely but enjoy sanskrit as a whole experience see practically we don't need to convince a child you know like create a mindset in them that what is important for them and what is not important for them right so they designed their own children in their own way by imposing so many things my interaction like if you talk to any child who is not influenced by his parents who has his own personality then there are plenty of children you sit with them and talk to them about sanskrit because they are very logical also yeah and they want you know like anything which logically makes sense or practically makes sense so they adopt to it the right. problem is not children you and you don't need to convince it to them you need to present it to them mm-hmm. you need to present it to them in a manner in a right manner and then you see that they are very receptive and they respond to it very positively and strongly so the entire uh, you know like if we need to uh, truly convince someone it is convincing the parents that don't spoil your children or don't impose on your children anything or don't say anything against whatever uh, is about sanskrit or our culture or anything yeah because the parents see their future in a different form they don't see their child growing they see their uh, you know like someone who can come out as a product so here i would like to share what i exactly or actually see around me so what i have seen is there are two kind of people one kind of people or the children who are forced by their parents to learn this language or follow the rituals because it is our uh, tradition it is our culture which has been followed by our ancestors since hundreds of years so you have to follow it you have to learn it so this is one type of people who learn it just because their parents or the family forces them and the second type of people which i see 
are the ones who just don't care i mean they don't uh, demonize the language or the culture but they are just like ki okay ha this is great or this is something uh, which is really amazing but i don't care about it i don't want to learn it so these are the two types of people which i usually find around me but there is a lack of balance between both this type of people the children by default are in connection with something which is deep something which is universal something which is natural something which is eternal something which is divine something which is perfect so it is by nature the children are like that so that's why hum bachchon ko bhagwan ke roop mante hain right because there is some there is a great openness in them the child is more receptive receptive of the higher force higher truth higher light because they are deeply in connect they do not understand it is something very very natural to them they also feel that everyone is like that so they become corrupted because of the imposition by the elders so we truly not educating the children we are corrupting them in a sense if if you look deeply when the right education is not imparted the children are being corrupted by imposing like you have to read this you have to become an engineer you have to become an become a doctor you have to do like this you have to do like this don't waste too much time on sanskrit or languages and all these things give much of your time on mathematics english and this subject and that subject these are all sure uh, you know sheer imposition and uh, we corrupt the children we are not allowing the child to grow by himself or herself so when we allow that kind of freedom the children will choose their own way they will naturally fall into the trap of what they love what they like it is also the responsibility of the educators of the parents uh to see that the fundamentals are given to the children in a right way so you will find that everything is based on those patterns so in terms of patterns if we teach them the subjects then we relate them with the nature with themselves then a true education can happen but we are just teaching them the books so they turn out to become some bookish uh, you know scholars so that is a is a biggest problem so but i have seen like whomever i have approached the children and then i have spoken to them about sanskrit something which is funny something which is amazing something which brings out the true greatness of that of the language of certain words and then put them like suppose some children are very fond of english and they don't they have not learnt any indian language or sanskrit they just learnt some english because of the imposition right and then show them that okay look a linguistic richness is this this is what exactly the richness of a language if you want to judge the richness of any language you should consider these components these elements these aspects these personalities of a language then you put before him various languages primitive languages or existing languages the nature of that structure of that different flavors of that 
what is lacking in one language, what is lacking in another language, where something more is there, something less is there. You put before them logically and then you will see they will simply fall in love with Sanskrit because all the different components by which we judge the richness of a language here the presence of those components are very richly and abundantly there because this is a language which has maintained which has uh, you know sustained its own force own life till date that is why there is a, a magnetic power in this language every word of it that it attracts people people may say so many things against it yeah because they have their own agenda why they want to say hmm. but if you ask them truly and tell them do you really feel it or not feel it so if the same person you know falls sick and then he needs to be recovered and then i tell that okay this mantra can save you they will definitely fall into that they will definitely take uh, help of that many people who speak against ayurveda when certain time comes they resort to ayurveda for their own cure right so they may not believe it but it it, it doesn't even sometimes you know depend upon your belief or net believe whether you have faith or no faith but ayurveda does its own work yeah so whether scientifically something is documented or not whether mantra works or doesn't work because nowadays it has become a fashion to ask is it scientifically documented mm. right now what happens is like this is a problem in india that every indian youth or indian people are asking scientifically why they are not taking the practical value of it that practically it is i am enjoying the language i am drawing the benefit out of it yeah my feeling my experience what i am experiencing within me is the greatest certificate greatest validation than any scientific documentation so that's where you know like many seers and sages and the great people they would you know say like this that you know like you, by your fine logic you can convince someone that god doesn't exist but when you see god standing before you whom should you believe Right. to the fine logic or to your own experience experience yeah, absolutely yeah. why should i believe in any scientific documentation of that i mean science has its own uh, value and science also has everything not just science has its own limitation also mm. so experience what i am experiencing what i am feeling how it works for me is more important right so that's where uh, sanskrit needs to be experienced more lived more than mere use of it and children i have seen like they are very very receptive that's why the tradition says grahana dharana samartha grahana dharana patu bala it means like the child is patu patu means expert okay in okay in what grahana in receiving mm. dharana in holding in it so they are very receptive and they are very you know they have great memory in them mm-hmm. so they can sustain retain things 
others may forget but the children will not forget right if we can put before them rightly the language and all that it contains i think they will adopt it accept it without questioning mm. convincing has to happen at the upper level the parents and educators and other people who who have a fixed rigid mind set mind that you know something they like and something they don't like and when we are dealing with anything we should be beyond our likes and dislikes we should have the right discernment in judging thing hmm that was a really great answer so yeah i think this is all for this episode and we got to know a lot of things about our culture about sanskrit not just as a language but as a whole experience the richness of the language and why we should preserve it why we should practice it not merely because it is something which has been in our culture we have inherited it from our ancestors but because it is actually an enriching experience it is something that unless and until you experience it you will not be able to um, fully define it or explain it to someone so yeah i think this episode will really change the perception of a lot of people listening to this episode because i don't think many of our audience are from that background or are having such a mindset where we follow a lot of the ancient or the traditional cultural things because most of our people are who are the ones who are like having a progressive mindset or they they prefer things which are backed by science but i think this will be a really great episode because this episode will challenge some of our beliefs the way we perceive things the way we think about the things around us so overall it was a really great episode and we still have some more episodes with mr sampadanda mishra after this one this is just the first episode in the series so stay tuned to our podcast and if you want to get the regular updates of the next episodes do follow us on instagram at @kbc.podcast